how politicians who find themselves needing to form coalition governments, how they actually negotiate that space. Well, Daniel Silk is a political economy analyst and joins me now on the line. Daniel, good morning and thank you so much for your time today. A pleasure. Nice to be with you. These elections, of course, are being spoken about in very big terms. You know that there's going to be a big shift. This is the cementing of coalition uh, politics in this country. And, you know, I suppose only time will tell. We'll only know on Thursday whether or not this is in fact the case uh, once a large portion of the results would have been voted. But for you, why do you think that this is such an important election for this country? Yeah, look, it is an important election. Every election is important, and we had very major shifts, of course, in 2016 when the ANC lost overall control, and there was precisely then a shift to coalitions as messy as they were. Look, uh, this year we, you know, we, we have an election at a time when uh, South Africa's economy has suffered further erosion, and service delivery across the board has been deficient absolutely everywhere. Uh, and I think within that context, these elections become even more important because uh, what we've seen is that uh, the support for the governing ANC is a lot more fragile than it has been before. And I think why this election is going to be so important is that for the major political parties, I think there is less voter loyalty. There's less, there's less desire on the part of the voters to vote just because they voted for the bigger parties before. There's more choice, there's more candidates, there's more frustration on the ground amongst the electorate. And on that basis, I think there are some critical thresholds. Uh, you know, the ANC, you know, has to keep its head above 50% of the vote. Otherwise, it's vulnerable for 2024. The DA needs a result also nationally in excess of 20%. Otherwise, the negativity about that party is likely to continue. So it's a very important election held under very difficult circumstances. Daniel, I was listening to an interview done by the Gauteng Premier, David Makura, a little earlier on today when he was at his local voting station. And one of the things that he was intimating towards, so he was hinting towards, it wasn't explicit, but certainly there is a reluctance, at least for coalition governments. He says, you know, these have been very unstable governments. Um, these have been very difficult governments to work with, even from the perspective of the premier's office, given uh, the fact that, you know, once they crumble, it's hard to actually get the house back into order again. And yet you you look at what some of uh, the political analysts have been saying, and they believe actually coalition governments are a good thing for South Africa because it's when you have this multiplicity of voices represented that you actually get a clearer idea of what it is that represents the wishes of the people of South Africa. Yeah, look, all, all political parties will tell you that they don't want coalitions because they all want to govern on their own and they all, they all want as much support as possible. So, you know, it's a political response coming from the Premier and from other parties as well. Um, if, if a coalition is needed, it's simply because voters voted for a coalition. They didn't vote sufficiently for one party. They voted for a multitude of parties. And voters actually want one party to keep check on another party. And in a country like South Africa, with such divergent views and a difficult, complex history as well, you know, coalitions can, in fact, play a positive role. But the parties involved in the coalition ultimately have to have a responsibility to the country rather than to their back pockets and rather
rather than two positions that are offered to them. That's the proviso. So if you can get a coalition of like-minded individuals who really see the good in the country and in service delivery, then I think coalitions can work as messy and as perhaps unwanted as they might be amongst the bigger parties. Daniel, we'll continue our conversation in a moment. It's just gone 9.30. Let me go to Luanda Maume, who's standing by with the latest news headlines. Luanda, good morning to you. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.4 FM in Hermanus. We continue with the thinking point on uh, on SAFM and I'll take your calls on 011-714-2006 on the WhatsApp line 0614-104-107 and on social media on Twitter at SAFM Radio, the hashtag there, SAFM Talking Point. Show and D. Peters, thanks for that picture. Uh, saying good day, Kathy and listeners. The best radio station in South Africa. Yes, uh, feeling fantastic after I voted at the Elora Primary, a road away from my home in Durban, a seamless procedure with adequate COVID-19 regulations in place. Everybody go and vote. Local government elections 2021. Thank you so much for that, uh, Sherwin. And I'll bring you more of the messages that people are sending about their voting. Daniel Silk is a political economy analyst and he's joining us for our thinking point today. Daniel, a lot has been said to be centering around voting voter turnout in different areas and different wards because ultimately given the kind of system that we have in South Africa that could also be a a game changer in terms of how these councils are constituted I think I think voter turnout has has been an important issue there are two issues here with voter turnout one of course is the township vote versus the urban vote mm. and whether one of those areas uh, has a, a larger turnout than the other. We know in 2016 there were more suburban voters who turned out proportionally than township voters and that helped uh, the DA in particular gain the upper hand um, in the major metros in, in Gauteng. But the second issue of course is the overall vote for that matter and if we have a low voter turnout in this election across the board, it usually is to the detriment of the parties in power, the bigger parties because ultimately voters are uh, frustrated with the bigger parties, uh, the parties in power, they're more likely to stay away from the polls. If you are really angry, if you really want to vote for a cause, or you really have a favorite opposition party or personality you want to vote for, you're more likely to be motivated to go out to vote. And I think that's a, a critical factor here. A low vote is going to negatively affect the ANC, and potentially also, particularly in the Western Cape, a low vote could affect the DA as well. This what what happens if there isn't a low vote, Daniel? Um, do you think that that would also be a significant contributor to the big parties? But given taking into account, of course, the levels of frustration that we're seeing in the country, does that always translate into people changing their vote? Look, I think you know historically we've seen uh, South Africans. Uh, uh, become somewhat jaded with the electoral process. And, and over the course of the last number of elections, we've seen fewer South Africans turn out at the polls. Uh, we also see not to, uh, insufficient South Africans registering to vote in the first place. And the registration process might be too complex, certainly in my view. But if uh, we have a, a relatively high and acceptable uh, voter turnout, I mean, if it's, if it's pretty decent, I think that will simply help 
um, it will simply help the bigger parties uh, in, in, South, in, in the country and, and, and in the Western case. Uh, a higher poll is certainly positive for our democracy. I mean, we really do need more South Africans to come out to vote, not because we need a particular result, but that's because we need South Africans to feel as though they are participating in the electoral process. For those that don't come out to vote, uh, they will continue to be frustrated, upset, uh, have resentments about service delivery. And for many, uh, you know, the ballot box is the way to protest. If you don't go to the ballot box, of course, you can find other ways to protest, which is not in the country's interest. So uh, a good voter turnout assists with our democracy. But I do think we are going to see what I would call a, a lackluster response in this election. I think South Africans are really uninspired by many of the political parties out there. And the poor service delivery that they've received over the course of the last number of years almost gives them a feeling of hopelessness. Uh, and unless a political party can somehow overcome that mm. uh, and get to the electorate, uh, the electorate is likely, I think, to be a little more lackadaisical and just uh, uninspired by the choices that are in front of them. Daniel Silk, let's leave it there for this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Have you voted yet, Daniel? Not yet. It's pouring with rain in Cape Town. I'm mm. going to take my jacket and go and fight the elements. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Good for you, Daniel. Uh, Daniel Silk, a political economy analyst. Yeah, and of course we know that there is research that shows that the weather very much has a bearing on voter turnout. So if you're in Cape Town where uh, some areas are experiencing rain, please try and fight the elements. Uh, you know, still uh, maybe go out and vote later on today, depending on 